This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 243. Show notes for this episode, including all links mentioned in the episode and any discount codes for our sponsors can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 243. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Before we dive into today's episode, one quick announcement. I am finalizing the rest of my coaching sessions for this summer, and I realized I have spots for two more coaching clients. So what does coaching with Sarah mean? This means we dig deep and we accomplish some cool ass stuff. So my coaching clients and I commonly work on things like implementing more positive, powerful, productive daily habits, doing less and accomplishing more, shifting gears professionally, growing an existing business, maybe building a new business, starting a podcast or a blog, building better boundaries, improving relationships, getting healthier in your mind and your body, creating more joy every damn day, all kinds of things like this. It's kind of awesome. If you're thinking like, wow, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah, we accomplish a lot of stuff. It's really, really fun. And the way I work with people is I work with people via Zoom conference call. So we get to meet virtually so I can work with anyone anywhere in the world as long as you have internet. And we meet twice a month for 30 minutes And we get some serious business done in 30 minutes, I'm telling you. And it's super fun. It's powerful. I'm telling you, your life will move in 
very cool directions and you will be blown away by how much you can get done in a short amount of time when you have someone to hold your hand, to encourage you and to remind you that yes, you can do hard things and you can have fun while doing them. So if you're interested in coaching at the time of this recording, I have two spots. I expect them to go very quickly. If you're interested in coaching with me, shoot me an email at info at shamelessmom.com and just say, Hey, I want to know more about coaching. Here's what I want to work on this summer. And from there, I will connect with you personally and see if we would be a good fit, see if it makes sense to proceed together. And that's all it is. It's super easy. It's super fun. And I'm telling you, it's massively productive and powerful. So don't be shy about reaching out because here's the thing about being shy. The world will pass you by. Time passes no matter what. So decide what you're going to do with that time, right? Don't be shy about reaching out to me to start building a better life today. All right, let's get started. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. I'm excited to be here today. I'm super excited about our content today. I will tell you, I really, really enjoyed putting this together. Sometimes I just get lost in creating content. I'm like, oh, this is so good. Today was one of those days. It's good stuff. So before we dive into the 11 non-negotiables that complete my life, and maybe will complete yours after listening to this, I want to talk about our Shameless Mom of the Week. So Shameless Mom of the Week comes from reviews left by you all in Apple Podcasts or iTunes. So you can leave a review for the show by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will funnel you into our iTunes page where you can rate and review the show. And what I want you to do when you're in there is tell me how the show has impacted your life. And that's how I choose the shameless mom of the week. So did you catch all that? All right. So if you're in a place where you're listening and can just pop in there right now from your phone, that's the easiest way to do it. Just pop over to shamelessmom.com forward slash review, and you can start leaving a little review to nominate yourself as Shameless Mom of the Week while we're talking and or while I'm talking (laughs) while you're listening. I'm really excited about this Shameless Mom of the Week. She actually sent me an email and I said, oh my gosh, please please put this over in our reviews so I can share it and nominate you as Shameless Mom of the Week because I think what you said here is so valuable. So here we go. This is from Kayla's mom in LC. I'm writing to say thank you for the three C's episode and so many others. There have been a bunch of episodes that have touched my own experience. As a mom to a kiddo with SPD, that's sensory processing disorder, and also wanting more for myself overall. But the three C's episode made an immediate impact. My husband and I have a three and five-year-old who attend a childcare center that is really part of our community. While we are not highly social by nature, and because our daughter has a history of challenges, we, read I, have been a bit reticent to reach out to new families and make new friendships. After hearing your podcast, I went to bed and woke up thinking the words initiate and reciprocate. I wasn't sure what they meant until I thought back to your podcast. I asked myself, when was the last time I initiated a new social connection? When's the last time I reciprocated one? It had been a long time on both fronts. So this morning I texted, I think the mother of a schoolmate of her daughter and asked her if her kids who are both the same age as my kids were available for a play date this afternoon. She replied that she had one planned with another schoolmate and would I be willing to host all of them? I gulped deeply, talked to my husband, and made the leap and said, yes, I'm so happy I did. We had five kiddos tearing up my house and having a ball. It was so much fun. I know this is the kind of things many folks do all the time, 
but not really for us. Thank you for the inspiration. So I love this because I get it that these little ways that we stretch ourselves feel so big and uncomfortable leading up to like the actual moment. And then when you're in it, you're like, why was I freaked out about this? Why is this even a big deal? And it can be so rewarding. But I also get that it can be really hard to take those steps. So Kayla's mama, I'm like sending you a huge virtual hug. I love this story. I love that you took this advice from the episode and you took action. And I think that is what changes lives. It's one thing to listen to the show, which I always appreciate you listening. But when you actually take action on something that you learned, it can be life changing and life giving. And this is a perfect example of that. And so now Kayla's mom's social circle just expanded a little bit. And her connection with other women and moms in similar situations and people that she can relate to and connections to the community, that all grew. That's really, really significant. So I think this is just a beautiful example of taking action on something that might feel like a bit of an uncomfortable stretch, but that can be so beneficial in so many ways. So if you have a story about how you have been a shameless mom, I would love to hear. So you can do that over at shamelessmom.com forward slash review. All right. Now let's dive into our 11 non-negotiables that complete my life. When I set out to record this episode, I was like, maybe I'll do like five non-negotiables, maybe seven. And I literally, I could not make it be less than 11. I even was like, it should at least, like, it can't be more than 10. 10 is a good round number. Nope. It has to be 11. I couldn't narrow it down. This is like the problem of my life, not being able to narrow things down, exclude things, like just always having too many words for all the things. So here we go. These are going to be 11 non-negotiables. These are things that I do. It's things that make me tick. It's things that help my life grow and expand in the directions that I want to. It's also ways that I protect myself and protect my time and my energy. So these are going to be really helpful and insightful. Some of you might be practicing, maybe all of them, but I think that this will just give some good perspective. Because I think that one of the things that happens in motherhood, because there's such a shift in identity, and especially when you're a first-time mom, you don't understand where boundaries should be because you're just new at everything. Like you're fish out of freaking water for everything. And because you have to give yourself so completely to your baby, especially in the first year to three years or so, you don't even realize that you have created no boundaries and that you have let anything that you ever would do for yourself just completely fall off your own radar. And you don't realize that until sometimes you get pretty far down the postpartum road where you're like, wow, like my kids are seven and nine and I haven't done one damn thing for myself in nine years. And I don't want that to happen to you. And I see these conversations happening over in our Facebook community over at Shameless Mom Every Damn Day, Shameless Mom hashtag Every Damn Day. And that community, by the way, you can access that community and join that community by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. So over in that community, there's a lot of conversations with moms sharing stories of how they feel so lost after motherhood and they don't know what excites them and they don't know what lights them up and they don't feel like they have good like direction toward passions or good vision. They don't feel like they have 
boundaries around their own time and energy and all sorts of things like that. And that is a hard way to live. And it takes some work to recover from that. And I think all of us go through that to some extent. And I think for some of us, it lasts, you know, for longer periods than for others. And my goal for you is that that sense of feeling lost and rebuilding that identity after becoming a mom, I want that to be the smallest window possible. Now, we're always growing and evolving for sure. But like, for me, it was a solid three years before I was like, my God, like, am I ever going to come out the other side of this? And then I really started to pull myself out. And then I launched the podcast. And those kinds of things made a really, really big difference. Like starting to recognize, okay, you are out like the dark parts of this. You are no longer struggling with nursing. You are no longer, you know, trying to juggle all the unknowns of this new life with a baby. Like the kid is three for crying out loud. <laughs> like You can go ahead and do some things for you now. And that was really, really big. It was also a little scary and a little daunting. Like, what will I do? And how do I want to do it? And what's that going to look like? So here's 11 non-negotiables. Some of these are things that I do every single day. You know, my saying, hashtag every damn day. So there's definitely some items in here that are every damn day items. And then some of them are things that I practice just as they come up or incorporate as they come up. And some of them are things I'm just really actively working on and having to be really conscientious of. And I think that's a big part of these non-negotiables is non-negotiables does not mean that they happen automatically. Sometimes it means that for sure you are having to be really conscientious of, okay, like this is a non-negotiable. So therefore this is a decision I'm going to make around this situation. And you have to remind yourself, oh yeah, that's one of my non-negotiables. So I'm not saying that all these things happen all the time automatically. And you'll, I'll share a little more deeply on that in some of these examples. Some of them come really automatically without any thought for me. And some of them I have to really push myself and challenge myself with. So with that, let's dive in. Number one, my first non-negotiable that completes my life is daily reading. This one I did not start until quite a while after Vinny was born. I bought a lot of books in that first year after he was born. So I was a big reader of professional development books before Vinny was born. And then he was born and I didn't have time to read, nor did I have the energy. And I would buy books and just stack them next to my nightstand and be like, okay, as soon as like I get through this baby thing, I'll start reading again. So literally since he's been born, I've had like stacks and stacks. I usually have 20 to 30 books by my nightstand at all times. And I'm not exaggerating. What I ended up doing with him is as related to parenthood and motherhood is I started buying baby books and buying, you know, as resources. And so those started stacking up on my nightstand. And so my daily reading really began around reading for motherhood, which sometimes was just really practical and not super inspiring, but it was helpful. And it definitely helped me feel like, okay, like this is what's going on and this is how I can manage it. And that was very comforting. That evolved then as I did, needed less and less of that and felt like I had a little bit of a handle on things. I started to give myself little breaks of reading time just for a few minutes to consume content that would light me up and inspire me. And so you've heard me talk about this when I talk about the 15 minute manifest, when I talk about any of my routines around reading, I don't sit and read for hours on end. Sometimes literally in the morning, it's often five minutes. It's usually not even a chapter. It's like maybe three pages. I'm not a fast reader. I'm slow to read. I'm slow to comprehend. If Vinny is anywhere near me, I have to reread every paragraph like 18 times. But I get that reading in because it inspires me. It lights me up. It pushes my perspective on things. And it's really, really crucial. So I read a little bit in the morning for just a few minutes. And then I read in the evening right before I go to bed. And that's anywhere from like five minutes to 20 minutes, depending on how tired I am and how quickly I'm falling asleep while holding my book. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories. 
a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up, and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where, as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever, and your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you, and you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. I read in the morning, I read personal development. And in the evening, I usually read autobiographies. So those are kind of like my two favorite kinds of books. Every now and then on vacation, I'll read a novel, which I do love in the moment. But I like I usually kind of I'm like, eh, not my top preference for reading. All right. So number two, my second non-negotiable that completes my life. This is going to come as no shock to anyone who's listened to the show for a while. Daily exercise. This is one that I literally do not think about. Now, I know for a lot of you, that's not going to be the case. A lot of you probably have to do a lot of self-talk to get in a workout. I've been working out first thing in the morning for like 20 years now. So I don't think about it. And it's really like, it's my mental health fuel. So I don't give it any thought. It just has to happen. I don't know what to do with myself if it doesn't happen or can't happen for some reason. And there's been times when I've had injuries or for whatever reason, like when we did IVF, I had to take like six weeks off and I was like, oh my God, like what do I do with myself? So there's definitely times when I haven't been able to exercise and that's very challenging to me. So I exercise every morning. Sometimes it's 10 minutes, sometimes it's 30 minutes. It's never more than 30 minutes at this point in my life. It used to be hours when I was doing triathlon training years and years ago before being a mom, but now it's just really short and sweet. And I listen to music. I listen to 
podcast. Sometimes I do follow along videos. I use the Beachbody On Demand app, which I love, which has follow along videos. So daily exercise, it's just like, it's literally like my life force in the morning. And that always has to happen. And that is incorporated into our entire family routine. Like everyone knows that I'm doing my workout in the morning and hell hath no fury. Do not interrupt mama's special time. So that said, sometimes I do have a dog running in circles around me and a kid jumping up and down on the bed next to me, but that's okay. I still get it done. Number three, my third non-negotiable that completes my life is having a bedtime. So this is going to sound super type A, but I get a lot. I mean, it might not sound super type A because you've heard me talk about this before. So I've struggled with anxiety and insomnia for basically my whole life since I was like eight years old. And for me, what I've learned is that if I don't have a regular bedtime, I get way, way more anxious about sleep, which causes more insomnia. So I have to have a regular bedtime. So Monday through Sunday, so literally like seven days a week, I don't go to bed at exactly the same time, but I go to bed within the same hour. And so during the week, I go to bed between 10 and 10.30. So I'm always in bed by 10, but then I'm just reading again for like as long as my eyelids will stay open. And on the weekend, sometimes I'll push it to 11, but I'm always going to bed between 10 and 11. So it's not like during the week I go to bed at nine and then on the weekends I'm up until midnight. For me, that causes a ton of stress. So I need to have very consistent bedtime and very consistent sleep patterns to keep my anxiety and insomnia at bay so that I can actually get the most out of my sleep and have really quality sleep. Super, super important for me. Number four. So my number four non-negotiable that completes me is that I have to be a full-time working mom. Now that said, I have some qualifiers there. I also need to be working with a very flexible schedule and be my own boss. But being a full-time working mom is really important to me. I tried to be a stay-at-home mom. I thought that was my dream. It is not my dream. Working is a big freaking deal to me. It is a huge part of my identity. Serving, creating, you know, running a business being a CEO, all those things are hugely, hugely valuable to me and to my identity. And I tried to not do that for a while. I tried to step back and be like, I'm going to be a stay at home mom and like do some business stuff on the side. It did not work for me. I know it works for a lot of people and that's great. It's just not what lights me up and it does not put me in the best space. And it's actually very exhausting for me to not work. It's actually depressing for me to not be working and growing and building a business. And so being a full-time working mom is a non-negotiable for me. And I could not be a stay-at-home mom. Even though I thought that was my life dream, I tried it, not my life dream. So that's a big one. And I think that whatever your feelings are around that, really embrace wherever you are with that. So maybe you're like, my non-negotiable is being a stay-at-home mom until you know my three kids are all in school full-time. Awesome. That is fantastic. Let that be a non-negotiable and really embrace that and stand in your power in that. I think wherever you stand on your status as a working mom, not working mom, whatever, own it and embrace it and let it be a part of who you are. It's really significant that whatever you choose for this life, for where you're at right now, that you own it and that you understand that it's a part of your identity and make it a positive part of your identity. And you might even think like, oh man, you know, sometimes being a stay-at-home mom, it's a grind and I would much rather be at the office feeling productive and like I'm contributing to, you know, something in corporate America every day. But recognize that like there's more time for that. There's a lifetime for that. So I know sometimes being a stay-at-home mom can feel, you know, it feels a little like Groundhog's Day. 
with every day being very similar. And so recognize that like this is for a time. Or maybe you're like, wow, you know, I have a girlfriend who would love to work part time and she can't because of the nature of the work that she does. And she's like, man, I just really wish I could be done with work like every day at three and be able to pick my kids up from school. And that's really, really hard on her. So what we've talked about, like, how do you make it work for your family? And so she's decided like they had to hire childcare in a certain way. And she's like, I feel like we're spending so much money on it, but this is the way that makes me feel good about it and how she can embrace being cool with like, okay, like if I have to be working full time, this is how I can feel like I'm not compromising. And so do what feels good for you and then embrace that. Number five, my fifth non-negotiable is having a coach. I have had a business coach since 2010, and it was a game changer when I hired my first coach. I was terrified, like so terrified, like waking up with diarrhea and like scared to participate in the coaching group I was in, terrified. But it was such a game changer. And ever since then, I've had coaches in different capacities. And sometimes I've hired coaches where we work together for long periods of time. Sometimes I've hired coaches to just work with me through like one little sprint. You know, I've had business coaches that I've worked with for long periods of time where I just hire them. I'm like, I need a coach and here's what I want to work on and the direction that I'm going. And I just sign on and it's like, okay, here's what you pay every month until you don't want to do this anymore. And then there's been other coaches where I've said, hey, I'm working on this really specific goal and I want to hire you to help me through that particular process. And so I did that when I kicked off the podcast, I hired a coach to help me launch a podcast. When I wanted to sell my gym, I passed coach who I had worked with, who I really loved. And I knew that she would be really valuable in this particular process. I hired her and I said, Hey, I'm getting ready to sell my business. And I know you've been through this and I would love to talk to you and pick your brain as I work through this process. Could I hire you for the next three months? And so we did that. So whatever works for you for coaching, it can look like a lot of different things and you might not know what works for you. So I should back up. I would say consider what might work for you with coaching and what might make sense. And not everyone needs a business coach, but I think having a life coach, a therapist, a business coach, like something in that realm can be really powerful. Now, I will say these people cost money and that's you know, sometimes it's a limited resource for people. I totally understand that. So if you don't have the capacity to hire a coach and spend the amount of money that that might cost, first of all, make sure that you're prioritizing your commitments properly, because sometimes we, and I've been there where I'm like, I don't know if I can, you know, afford this coach, but also if this person's going to help me find the quality of life that I want to have and help me build the business that I want to have, that's worth a pretty penny. So sometimes, I mean, basically every time I've hired a coach, I've felt like, wow, like this is a stretch, but this person is going to help me get to the place I want to go in a fraction of the time it would take me to get there on my own. And there's a good chance if I tried to go on my own, I'll never get there because I'll chicken out at some point. I won't have someone to be accountable to. I won't know quite the right steps to take at the right time, all those kinds of things. So if you're looking to hire a coach... Let me know. I'd be happy to point you in the right direction. I do a lot of coaching as well. I don't always have the capacity to take on new clients, but that is something that I'm open to talking with people about as I have the bandwidth to take them on. And the other thing is that if you're not ready to hire someone, just identify who mentors are in your life. And so for me, there's definitely people I've used as mentors who aren't necessarily people I've hired. So some examples of that 
I use Glennon Doyle as someone who mentors me in writing. I read her writing. I follow her on social media. I love the way that she writes. She is an amazing storyteller. She writes from passion. She always has a purpose. She always has excellent practical advice. I think she writes beautifully. She uses great humor. Like there's all these things. So I'm not going to hire her as a writing coach. I don't even think she's available to be hired as a writing coach, but I follow what she does and I consider her a mentor. So coaching can look like a lot of different things. I know many of you are in our Shameless Mom Every Damn Day community on Facebook, and that's a place for you to show up and just get kind of a little bit of mentoring through participating in that group. So coaching doesn't always have to look like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go spend like 10 grand on this. It can look like that. I've done that. There's a tremendous tremendous amount of value to be had from that kind of coaching experience, but it doesn't have to look like that. And it doesn't have to start like that. My sixth non-negotiable is traveling for business conferences, masterminding and learning. So this is new in the last few years. Actually, it started before Vinny was born and I realized how much I loved it. So for me, the difference is in motherhood. This is like this amazing indulgent escape for me to go to conferences and masterminds and retreats and things like that. So I do it a few times a year and it feels super indulgent because it is time away from my family. It costs money, but I get so much out of it. And what I get is I learn from whatever event I go to. I learn a ton from just the content that is provided, but I also always meet new people and I always come home with really amazing new connections. And I will tell you, I'm someone who does not go into things looking for new friends. I often am like, I don't want to meet new people. I want to go to my room and get room service at night. Like I don't want to go to the networking events because I treasure my room service and my hotel stays like none freaking other. <laughs> That's such an indulgent thing for me as a kid, I like literally stayed in a hotel one time ever in my life growing up. So it feels very fancy to me. And I really love that. And it's kind of this like reminder of how far I've come. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listener can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. 
This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. And so I love my time in my hotel room with my room service, but I always end up at the networking things and making new friends and connecting with other people and find those experiences so, so valuable. And I'm so lucky that my husband understands how meaningful that is to my work. So he's cool with it. And I do a lot to make sure that when I leave, I'm not leaving him in a lurch. I also do a lot to recognize that he's a grown ass man and he can do a lot for himself. Like he's capable of making dinner for him and the kid. I don't really need to make every single meal before I leave, which I used to do. So there's like this delicate balance. I want to always be grateful that he gives me as much space as I want to travel. But I also like he would never make all the meals for us before he left town. So I'm trying to be careful that I don't do that either. Like he can make some food. It's okay. He can do some laundry. He'll figure it out. So there's a little bit of a delicate balance there. But that is definitely a non-negotiable for me to have that flexibility and opportunity to do that. Number seven, my seventh non-negotiable that completes my life. I produce two podcasts a week, every damn week, every single Monday, every single Wednesday. You will notice I have never missed an episode. I feel like I should like be careful about bragging about this or I'm going to jinx it. But I've never missed an episode. That means on Christmas Day this year, a new episode went up. On New Year's Day, a new episode went up. Now, I don't record them. I wasn't recording Christmas morning. I plan in advance. But that is a non-negotiable for me. I want you all to trust that I am here to show up and serve you on a ridiculously consistent level, ridiculously consistently in your schedule and my schedule. I want you to know that I'm really, really serious and really, really committed to what's happening here in the Shameless Mom Academy. And I feel like the most important way I can get that message across is by showing up when I say I'm going to show up. And so I will always be here on Monday and Wednesday, barring any like, you know, random natural disaster family emergency kind of thing. But you know, even after IVF failed, like I showed up and recorded an episode that I sobbed my way through because I said I was going to be here. So I will always show up for you if I say I'm going to be here. And I want it's so important to me that you understand that. So that non-negotiable, I listed it as that I produce two podcasts a week, but maybe the non-negotiable really is that like I show up for what I say I'm going to show up for. That might be another way to term it. It's really, really important to me that you all understand my commitment to you and to this community. And that's how I show it is by showing up here every Monday and every Wednesday and giving you free content that I think is amazing and powerful and will help you live a more you know, powerful, purposeful, productive life. And so that's always my goal. If you ever feel like I'm serving you less than that, let me know. I want to know about it. <laughs> Number eight, showing up as a leader, a teacher, and in service to others. So I had this revelation a while ago that I have been working in service to others since I was nine years old. And I had this a little bit of this conversation with my husband when I was talking about selling the gym. And I was like, I feel like I need to take a little bit of a breather after I sell the gym because I've literally been working since I was nine. When I was nine years old, I went door to door in my neighborhood begging people to hire me as a babysitter. Now, some of you probably have nine-year-old daughters and you're thinking, what? Like, For the most part, nine-year-old girls are not really prepared to be babysitting. So a lot of what I was doing was asking to be a mother's helper. And I would go door to door where I knew there was kids and be like, hey, would you hire me for 75 cents an hour to play with your kids while you're home? Because I knew that some of them would not trust me 
to be there without the grownups there. What was interesting is a lot of them said yes. And then a bunch of them were like, yeah. And also we'll just leave too. Like we're cool with you just babysitting and we'll pay you more. We'll pay you a dollar fifty an hour and we're going to go to dinner. <laughs> so that's when I started serving others. And that journey into babysitting, I mean, by high school, I was babysitting full time hours as much as I could. I babysat usually every Friday and Saturday night for junior high and most of high school. It was actually a big deal when I gave up an every Saturday night babysitting gig. I think it was like at the end of my junior year. It was a big freaking deal. Like it was traumatic. The family was really upset with me. I felt like I didn't have the right to ask to have every other Saturday off as I was ending my junior year, entering my senior year of high school. It was like, it was a little weird. Boundaries were not good in the situation, but that just shows like how committed I was to showing up and serving the people I said I would be there for. And I've carried that over into working in the psychiatric hospital with kids, working with child protective services, working in fitness and health with women and being a fitness business owner, and now being here serving all of you. So I've been a leader teacher in service to others for as long as I've ever done. It's like the only thing I've ever been paid for. And I can't imagine doing anything else. Like that is just really, really important to me. And connecting those dots a while ago was pretty cool. And even professionally to recognize that like, all of my professional experience since graduating from college over 20 years ago has all been serving others in the fields of psychology, sociology, health, and wellness. Like that's really cool to identify that. And so I would encourage you to look back kind of and see like, where can you give yourself credit for where you've done for what you've done and put some years to it and recognize like, wow, you know, I hadn't put it together that these different jobs who felt like they were in very different fields actually had some pretty powerful connections to them and allowed me to now say as a, in my bio that I have been serving others through sociology, psychology, health and wellness for over 20 years. Like I'm pretty pumped up about that. Number nine, Keeping a positive and powerful perspective is a non-negotiable that completes my life. So that's not to say that I don't have rough days, that I don't get cranky. But here's the thing. I'm pretty susceptible to dumpy, depressive thoughts. And when I have lived by myself at different points in my life, I can get real hermity and really like, it's hard for me to pull myself up by my bootstraps. So I'm lucky that I don't have that happening when I am in the throes of, you know, being part of a family and raising a child, I have too many commitments to let myself get distracted by depressive thoughts, but I know that I'm susceptible to that. So I'm really aware of my influences and that I need to keep a powerful and positive perspective at all times and be looking for silver linings and be looking for what's going right, not what's going wrong. And I will say that's been years of work years of focusing on how can I see the good in every situation? How can I build power from pain? How can I turn a struggle into a strength? These are big things. And I've spent a lot of time working on it, but it's been really, really important and it's been life-changing. And because of that, it's a non-negotiable. Number 10, saying no without giving excuses or stories or half-truths. So this has become a non-negotiable more recently in the last couple of years where I used to have a really hard time saying no to things. And I felt like if I said no to something, I had to give like 18 reasons that I was saying no. So for example, if someone asked me to do something that I didn't want to do, I would launch into like a laundry list of 18 reasons why I just couldn't quite make it work. And some of those reasons would be like, kind of half truths. Like they weren't lies, but I was stretching the truth. Like in reality, like I probably could have made this thing work, but I didn't really want to. So I gave the, like this huge long story or reason or excuse of why I couldn't make it work. And all of that, like, that's just not necessary. I don't owe anyone an explanation for saying no 
for the most part ever. Like maybe with my partner, I do maybe, you know, there might be some unique relationships and circumstances in which I owe an explanation. But for the most part, if you're saying no to something, you don't need to give an excuse or a story or a half truth or an explanation. You can just say, no, that doesn't work for me right now. No, I'm not available. No, thank you. No, I can't. It can be a really short phrase. In our episode on seven phrases of freedom, I talk about that in more in depth. So I'll make sure I link to that in the show notes, because I think getting comfortable saying no is a really, really important step. Okay. And then number 11. Number 11, my last non-negotiable is practicing empathy. This is a hard one. I feel like I get better with it all the time. And just when I think I'm like, I've gotten really good at it, then I struggle with it again. And so let me give you some examples. When I hear people's stories, so if a girlfriend's telling me a story about something, I can be like, oh my gosh, like that sounds so hard and so awful. And you know, this comes to mind when someone's telling me something about their marriage and I think, wow, like that must be a big struggle. And so if a girlfriend's telling me about her marriage and how it's, you know, she's having a really hard time and I immediately like can feel what she's feeling and I can put myself in her shoes and be like, oh my gosh, that sounds really, really hard. Now here's where I struggle. If she's told me things about her husband that are not so favorable, I am not good at practicing empathy toward him. So when you're being a good girlfriend, like you want to take your girlfriend's side and be like, yes, I hear you. And oh my gosh, that sounds awful. But in my mind, I pass a lot of judgment on the other person who's maybe being complained about. And so what I've been trying to do recently is really practice empathy for everyone, not just practice empathy for the person whose situation that I maybe understand the best or whose situation that I can identify with the most. And this goes into a lot of stuff that's going on in our political climate as well. And seeing things on social media, maybe that I don't agree with and really looking at, wow, like that person just said something that's really offensive or hurtful or potentially harmful. And instead of judging them or getting angry, which I will tell you, I'm really quick to do sometimes. Instead of that, I'll try to come from a place of curiosity. Hmm. What did this person experience in their life that made them make that comment or say that thing that could be so hurtful to someone else. And that's been helpful for me, for sure. And I've had this thoughts around, you know, people not understanding things like, for example, if someone tells me they don't believe in gay marriage, I'm pretty quick to take offense to that. Like, I'm kind of like, oh, we probably don't need to be connected anymore. (laughs) And so I have to look at, okay, so why would they not agree with that? Where are they coming from? What's their perspective? I will never agree with them that there's anything wrong with gay marriage, but I can consider, hmm, well, this is what they've been exposed to throughout their whole life. This is how they were raised. This is the religion that they were in. This is the community they grew up in, like, et cetera, et cetera, whatever. So I'm not necessarily going to agree. I'm not going to take their side. And I still will be like really clear in my boundaries with that relationship to be like, I really disagree with this. I think that this attitude is harmful. I think that this is, you know, these are the different ways that I think that this holds all of us back in society when you have these kinds of beliefs. But I will also say, like, I totally get that when you have not been around this or you haven't had exposure or you were raised with this belief system, I see why this would maybe be confusing or concerning, you know, something that you don't understand. Could we talk about it? So I think that practicing empathy really helps us not have really reactionary responses to things and helps us come from a place of curiosity, which I've talked about before. Coming from that place of curiosity can be really, really powerful when you're in disagreement with someone. And instead of being really reactive or jumping to a place of anger, frustration, judgment, where things get really heated to come from a place of curiosity and be empathetic to someone's background, circumstances, situation can be really helpful in 
you know, having a conversation that actually pushes each other to grow and expand in your thoughts. So that's number 11. And that's a difficult one for me, I will say for sure. Like I said, I can be pretty quick to judge and react and (laughs) be like, they don't believe what I believe. I'm going to shut them down. (laughs) I'm going to unfriend. I'm going to unfollow. I'm going to unsubscribe, which I do a fair amount of, to be honest. And I think that there's definitely a time and a place for that. I'm not saying that like I just sit on social media and like let myself absorb a bunch of things that are hurtful and harmful to other people. I still really have a lot of boundaries around it, but I also do try to practice empathy as often as I can. So that's my 11 non-negotiables. Let me just run through them one more time in case you want to write them down in a little bullet list. So daily reading, daily exercise, have a bedtime, being a full-time working mom, having a coach, business travel, conferences, masterminding and learning, producing two podcasts a week, showing up as a leader, a teacher and in service to others, keeping a positive and powerful perspective, saying no without giving excuses or stories or half-truths and practicing empathy. All right. There you have it. Lots of good stuff in today's episode. I would love to know what resonated most with you. So please do follow up in our private Facebook group, Shameless Mom, hashtag every damn day. And let me know what your takeaway from this episode was. I would love to hear from you. And I can't wait to be back here again with you for a fantastic interview in just a couple days. Thank you so much for spending time with me today in the Shameless Mom Academy. I really, really appreciate you being here. If this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you get all episodes as soon as they're released and you never miss an episode. You can do that by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will drop you into Apple Podcasts where you can click on the little subscribe button. While you're there, please also rate and review the show. Let me know what you loved. Let me know in what ways you are a shameless mom. And remember, shameless mom of the week nominations come from our reviews. So if you want to be nominated, you got to leave a review. So make sure you leave a review over at shamelessmom.com forward slash review. And lastly, share this episode with other shameless moms in your lives. The way the show grows and the way we build our community is by you all spreading the word. So take a screenshot of this episode, share it on social media, tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Instagram or Facebook. I will make sure I reply as quickly as I possibly can, sending you lots of loves and shout outs. And I can't wait to connect with you there. Until next time, have a great day. And remember, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.